0: You got me? Buddha, are we live? We are live. What's up, everyone? This is uh, episode two of This Is Not Financial Advice, the podcast. All right, so a lot has happened since our first episode. Brad, what you up to, dude? It's Memorial Day.
1: You know, thank I'm, you. I'm going to put you putting some hot dogs on the grill in about an hour. So, you know, just enjoying the day to the best of my capabilities. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, I spent a uh,
0: few hours here at the beach uh, watching some... Watched uh, people make fools of themselves and uh sure. burgers. I'm going to grill some up here in a little bit after we're done. How was New York, dude? New York was great, man. Um, it was uh, – I never really spent a ton of time in New York. I've been there for like a day or two in the past, you know. But um, uh, this is my first time as like a you know full-blown adult, 33-year-old on my own uh in new york city and it was a blast man um i thought i was gonna like kind of hate it you know but dude i fuck new york is an awesome city um, yeah i mean we did all the, we did all the touristy stuff but um went to a yankees game that was awesome i made uh my fiance alex close her eyes every time aaron judge was up he hit two freaking homers he's like six eight two eighty freaking yeah. like one percent body fat you know so yeah yeah um, yeah can't compete. You know? yeah yeah uh, um but uh yeah, other than that we went to the comedy cellar and uh saw some stand up like at New York Manhattan's best uh, you know, comedy place. It was freaking awesome dude. And, oh, that's dope. Uh, yeah. And then I do have a funny story. Uh, you know, of course we walked through uh the financial district and Wall Street and uh like you know how it is in New York. All you do is freaking walk everywhere, right? So we would walked like 8 miles. It's like a muggy day, you know what I'm saying? And so um you know, we get to the bowl and there's like a, you know, pretty big crowd of people like sitting around the or you know, standing around the charging bowl uh, statue to take their picture with the nuts. That's what you do. You get down, you sit down underneath its nuts, yeah, yeah. grab them with both hands and uh, someone snaps your picture. There's a line of like 50 people long. Right. So I'm like, fuck it. I got to do it while I'm here. Right. So um, I get over there and I'm like, you know, I, I get to the front and unbeknownst to me, dude, You know, walking all day, like, honestly, probably, like, seven or eight miles by this point, and it being a nasty, sweaty, like, muggy day out, I had just the nastiest swamp ass going, dude. So I sit down to, like, get underneath the bull's freaking nuts, and, like, my legs kind of, you know, my legs kind of splay out as I sit back, and, like, the crowd just collectively reacts in, like, a fucking... (laughs) this crazy gasp and Alex is like shaking her head in this panicked has this panicked freaking look on her face. I'm like, Oh shit, what? So like I immediately like kind of like, you know, tighten up and she's like, cross your legs, cross your legs. So I cross my legs and I'm like, what, what's going on? And, um, yeah, dude, I just had like the most visible sweat stained swamp ass. It was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> like, at, like the a, ball. at the but ball. But now
1: all of New York City knows you have a sweat problem.
0: Oh, the whole crowd was just like, <gasps> all at once. Like it was like, uh, you know, like everyone was looking. It was like a car crash. Like they didn't want to see it. And they're so grossed out by it. But no one could look away. Like, Women were, like, shielding, shielding their young children's eyes. It was <laughs> fucking disgusting, dude. I have the pictures to prove it. Maybe we'll uh, post them in the show notes or something.
1: Yeah, we'll have to uh, send that out to the public. That sounds like a worthwhile photo of Buddha. Yeah, but, I mean, you know,
0: heart goes out to all, all of us swamp-ass sufferers, man. You know, summertime rolls around. June rolls around. It's just not our season, dude.
1: You know, all those people laughing at you, though, just giving you a hard time? They were all suffering from the same issue. They just don't want to be you. They don't want to be the person caught in the act. That's the real that's the real problem, but they all know that they they were suffering in silence as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you could maybe look at it like this, like I'm I'm the only one only one brave enough to like, you know, bring it up. You know, show it's strength strength through showing my own weakness, you know.
1: Yeah, good for you having that kind of confidence and ability to just be your true self. So what we got exactly. going on this week, man? There's a couple good, couple good titles, a couple good headlines uh, on the Internet.
0: Well, yeah, but before we get into that, I think last week we talked about uh, what the heck we're going to do uh, this upcoming week after just getting our freaking, you know, ball smashed by the market the previous week, and you were like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. You know, I wanted to, like, just get in and get out of a bunch of my positions because I just, like... You know, the, the whole psychology of just sitting there like watching them fucking watching m- myself lose more and more money. But I was like, you know, what? I'm not going to do anything. And it turned out to be a good move, dude, because we are up like, what, 7% total versus like last week or something like that?
1: My, my favorite move is to frankly um, just invert my app so that I go from the traditional green and red and instead, I have like different colors now, like an alternative color. And whenever I open up any of the trading apps, it's just not a factor. My screen isn't all red; it's no big deal. Um, so if you go from like day mode to night mode, that usually works on most of the traditional apps out there. But that's just my sense. That's how I like to handle these emotional times.
0: Yeah, dude, it's tough not to get emotional, but uh, whatever you know, whatever you have, whatever you have to do to like trick yourself into. Uh, not reacting emotionally in that moment, I guess, works out. Um, yeah, yeah, green to red. Um, also, like you like open your app up real quick and you have a friend look at it for
1: you and you just kind of judge by their reaction, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. pro tip number two here, as a veteran investor putting my money to work for me for the last decade, uh, the other way to just get around bad markets, you know, you don't want to ever open up your your retirement plan and see your retirement funds down, down in the red. Right. So you just, you just solve that issue by not contributing to your retirement plan. And that way it's just never, never a problem. And the emotional stability of that, that I have these days is just second to none. So that's my other two cents on that.
0: Yeah. You can't, you can't lose your retirement if you never have one to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Pro tip. It's just a non-issue.
1: Mark the tape. So, uh, you know, Hero of the People has recently been released from prison, as you pointed out to me the other day. That's right. Uh, Martin Shkreli is out. He's alive. He's
0: back. And I don't know what it is with this dude. I mean, by all accounts, he's a fucking villain. Yet, there's this, like, underbelly portion of society that just, like, champions this guy. And I, I... I don't hate him either. And I don't, I should hate him. You know, I went through his whole background. Like he is a bad guy,
1: right? Like objectively,
0: yeah. like not. This a guy,
1: guy is a complete douchebag. Um, you know, I think it would be worth my time. I love studying business models. I love studying people, figuring out how they did it. Right. It's just one of my hobbies. And it kind of doubles down on investing because uh, understanding how people are doing things. lets you understand how they're making money. And I think he would be worth an entire weekend to just study his publicity, the things that he's thrown out there in the last 10 years, what he's, what he's traded on, what he's followed publicly. And I did do that a bit when he was first arrested and blown up and, and in the news. But like, it's mind blowing. This is a marketing goldmine in terms of how you can get people to follow you and like you and think you're cool when you are just the epitome of a complete piece of shit. Like, it is, it is wild that this guy uh, has the type of following that he does from that, you know, 20-something-year-old, predominantly male crowd that's paying attention to the market. It's like, it is um, a unique situation, but I think it really just piles into that whole meme atmosphere, the entire, like, memeism and just, like, absurdity that the internet is becoming, and... You know, I've read some really interesting articles and a couple of podcasts just covering how, you know, humor with the 20 year olds these days is just a 180 from what it used to be. And a lot of that is because it's, you know, true originality is now being found in just complete absurdity. And I think Shkreli is like the walking, talking version of that in a lot of cases. Um, But this dude, for people who don't precisely know, was sentenced to seven years specifically for securities fraud. But what he became notorious for was basically buying a specific pharmaceutical company that was making a one-of-one drug that you really couldn't find elsewhere, and then jacking up the price some absurd, absurd amount. I forget the exact multiple, but it was it was 10 or 15 times at least the original <laughs> price. Was it higher? Was it like 50X or something? Uh, here, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. It went from,
0: I want to say it went from $3.50 a pill to somewhere in the high 700s a pill, which represents a, a percentage increase of of like 5,500%.
1: Yeah, you, I think you got it on the nose, man. It's coming back to me. What a freaking – and solely because he could, right? Like this is not a healthy dynamic. I get it. Your, your patience – I forget what the pill even did – but the patients that needed that specific pill, supply, demand, yada, yada, that's insane. You can't, even well, if there's a pill that just kept people from dying, period. Well, and was, here's it. what it
0: is. It was a, it was a pill that dealt with symptoms of AIDS, not just AIDS, a couple other things, but, uh, and I, I don't want to butcher this or be quoted on it, but it had something to do with like dealing with symptoms uh, from HIV slash AIDS, right? And great. <laughs> So we're not talking like, uh, you know, we're, we're not talking like, uh, any, any sort of consumer product here. Like people need this to fucking yeah. survive, dude. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. This is just, so it blows up, but like the real, the real banger here was that everyone on, no, I shouldn't say everyone, but he ends up with this huge crowd of Redditors that just think he's the man. Like they think it's fantastic. That he's just a complete dirtbag and open about it and willing to just, you know, go purebred capitalism and charge people what he can. At, like, who, who knows what kept him from charging $7,000 per pill? He probably figured people would just have to die and they wouldn't even be able to try to buy it, you know?
0: Yep. So here it is right now. Um, uh, on. Uh, uh, so the price of a dose of the drug in the U.S. market. So there's no other uh there's no other commercially available uh drug that that was you know in the same uh same vein as this one right that there's no like over-the-counter stuff you could buy right they, right they had they had the true uh monopoly on this specific drug and they he increased the uh, price from thirteen dollars and fifty cents so i was wrong there i said fifty. Thirteen dollars and fifty cents to seven hundred and fifty dollars overnight. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, oh, so man. the price, the price increase, uh, was initially criticized jointly by the Infectious Disease Society of America and the HIV Medicine Association. Um, soon after, it was criticized by then presidential candidates Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and Donald Trump. I feel like if you could get those three to all agree on something you've probably really
1: fucked up right i imagine there was someone in donald's corner who was like look don you you gotta you gotta shut this down like you can't agree you cannot support this guy right or we'll just we'll just tank for the next two months in the ratings right <laughs> hey, it's probably like hey, he's a very uh smart businessman <laughs> i like it love it um Dude, and just to like, I don't know that we sp- specifically said this. He bought the company, just to point at the absurdity here one more time. He bought the company just to do this. It's not like he's had the company for 20 years. It's not like he came up with the medicine. He just saw the opportunity and bought it and did that. And like that price hike, like you said, was overnight. It just jumped to 750 or whatever. It was within like weeks, maybe even days of him actually acquiring the overarching company. I mean, that's freaking savage. Yeah. Anyways, man, uh, Wait, I can't quick. really think of, like, another moat. I can't think of another one-of-one product that, that has just so blatantly publicly happened to lately. Do you have anything? I mean, I feel like there's always, like, you know, you're you're always accepting a premium for a product. So the more premium you are and the more quote unquote better you are than other products around you, the more absurdity you can charge. You can charge $30,000 for a handbag or whatever. Right. I mean, that is what it is, but that's not someone who's dying. I don't know what other, uh, examples are out there in the world. You don't have any secondhand examples here. Do you? Uh,
0: no, not really. Um, or hang on, hold that thought. Uh, yeah, but, um, we're not done. We're not done with this single price hike, right? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so shortly, shortly after the price hike, in an interview with Bloomberg Markets, he defended the price hike, but so by saying, and this is Shrelly talking, if there is a company that was selling Aston Martin at the price of a bicycle, and we buy that company and we ask to charge Toyota prices, I don't think that should be a crime. <laughs> oh not- man. Oh but uh, like you said that that was what that is what he's infamous for um but that's not what sent him to prison. I mean this guy was a hedge fund manager and he has you know was brought up on multiple charges of securities fraud and insider trading and you name it he's done it um what he's most known for that single you know drug price increase isn't even what uh, sent him to jail.
1: Yeah, that's uh what was it? It ended up being um, securities fraud, right? I don't really yeah. remember the nature of it.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just so he, – he, there's so many, uh, so many charges he was brought up on and so many things he was accused of. It's, it's, um, he was arrested by the FBI after a federal indictment in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of New York, um, and he was charged, I guess, with securities fraud – and it was uh after an investigation the FBI did uh during his tenure at MSMB Capital Management and Retrofin he essentially ran his company like a ponzi scheme uh where he used each subsequent company to pay off defrauded investors from the prior company
1: so um he's already back on twitter he's already back on social media he is live dude That's awesome. I mean, it's awesome, but it's, it's awesome
0: by like how crazy it is,
1: you know? Like, yeah, he's already talking about getting some web 3.0 businesses going. Oh my God. Dude, I think he could launch a SPAC, a special purpose acquisition company. And people would just pour into that. Like complete idiots would just hand over a hundred million dollars to this guy. For sure. I mean, He's definitely like
0: him or hate him. He definitely has uh, like a cult messiah type of uh, aura messiah. and following, dude. Um, and the crazy thing is, you know, he he basically lived the American dream. Both his parents were immigrants and janitors. They came over here. He, I think, he got kicked out of uh, his high school his senior year, but ended up graduating and landed a uh, an internship. And then from there graduated with a degree in finance and started you know, eventually started his own hedge fund. I mean the guys you know had had millions and millions of dollars uh that he commanded and it's just it's it's just nuts, man. Like he kind of just chose this uh life of crime and, and and screwing people over.
1: Yeah, we'll do a deep dive on on Martin and see what other uh what other things we can dig up in his past? I don't know the full story. I know I spent oh, a Saturday or Sunday researching him, and it was just dirty. It was just disgusting. It reminds me of this guy out here in San Diego. I've got an article here <laughs> that came out last week. Excuse me, like two days ago. There's this physician, Jennings Ryan Stanley. Sounds like an asshole already. Yeah. He was operating the Skinny Beach Medical Spa. a a few of them around San Diego. And he just pled guilty in court to the importation contrary to law for trying to obtain HCQ hydroxychloroquine through a Chinese supplier and lying to us customs about the shipments contents. He claimed the shipment was a bunch of yam extract, (laughs) uh, although it was actually 26 pounds of HCQ intended for the inclusion of his COVID-19 treatment kits that he was planning to sell. So he was putting, you know, hydroxychloroquine was that substance that Trump was promoting for a while. It's been used to basically fight malaria and other, uh, uh, like airborne blood, blood diseases, et cetera. And uh, he was putting these into these COVID-19 treatment packs through his private medical spas out here, selling them to some rich folks. And he was literally, uh, He's described as applying concierge, uh, a concierge medicine experience, and was pricing his COVID, uh, COVID treatment packs as high as four thousand dollars for a family of four. This guy was putting I don't know bananas, apples, and H C Q into boxes and selling them to rich people and charging four K for his uh, services, right? Um, But the importation of this crap ends up. Ends up screwing him over once he got caught, just buying this dirt cheap out of China, I suppose. But, dude, it's wild what what people are willing to go to. I mean, this guy's a legitimate physician with multiple spas. I'm going to try to see if I can, can figure out how many he was actually running around San Diego. And he's making cash. He's already making good money. But he decides to, what, break the law to make a, a couple extra bucks compared to what he's already making just to sell idiots, you know, COVID treatment packs. And mind you, we're two years into this. We're at the tail end of the COVID situation, and this guy's just just starting this now. It's absurd. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: if you claim to have a product that solves some some sort of problem, there is a rich housewife in La Jolla who's willing to spend whatever it costs <laughs> to
1: freaking buy it, dude. Hey, his, his his spa, at least the first one that's coming up, is on the north end of La Jolla. You nailed it.
0: Oh, no, for sure. I mean, that is that scene, man. Uh, I spent a little bit of time there,
1: and uh, there is just money flying around. It is un- it's unreal. Yeah. Um, he's got one in La Jolla. Another one's up in Del Mar. He's got a second one near Cardiff. He was doing well, but uh, they're all permanently closed. <laughs> Google's already updated to say they're permanently closed, man. Yikes, dude. That's insane. Hey, you know, Pam's thinking about uh, putting together a medical spa. Maybe you and I could come up with some ideas of what the uh, rich housewives of La Jolla would be interested in. You know, maybe a special, special hour treatment se- session with Travis here to loosen up the old bones or something. Yeah, I don't D. know.
0: <laughs> Vitamin D. Get some excitement. Uh, you know. <laughs> Oh, man, you need to get back out here to the West Coast. That's a plan, dude. That's a plan. Um, hopefully here in the next year or so. But, uh, yeah, wow. What a freaking dirtbag this guy is.
1: Yeah, it's one of those – it blows my mind, too, when someone, like, already has it made. Like, you could financially go do anything you want with your life. It's kind of, it's like a poor guy, right? A dude with nothing to his name they're going to they're gonna hustle and buy stuff in bulk. They're going to buy wholesale and resell it, right? You buy a bunch of hot dogs, you stand outside of the, the Padres game and you sell hot dogs at five times the price or whatever, right? It's just your little scheme. It's no big deal. It's a good way to make some cash. And these guys are pulling off like the rich man schemes. But they're effectively selling hot dogs outside of the stadium. It's like the same bullshit. It's just you, you wave your product in front of the right people you get them on the hook, and then you just take them for a ride. Like, you know everyone with their little hot dog stand realizes that you've been staring at 12 or $14 hot dogs in the stadium all night. You're hungry. You come outside. It smells good. There's 10 of those dudes cooking them up. They bought, you know, the entire product, relish, hot dog, mustard, whatever. It cost them $0.30, 30 cents, maybe $0.70 cents a dog, and they sell it to you for 5 bucks at what would be pretty much half the price from the stadium, Right. And that's just a hustle, and this is just rich assholes doing the same thing, but they're commit you know they're almost always committing fraud to get it done right they're like, "Ah, this won't really get looked at, no big deal
0: well, I mean it begs a question like when is enough enough, and what is their ultimate goal like in a no holds bar like interview, if they're being completely candid, can they even describe what their ultimate goal is is it I mean obviously it's not at that point it's not money right like yeah what what, like you already live in a in a mansion in La Jolla you have more cash more cars more things more dream vacations and the funding to go on them or whatever than you could ever dream to have like when is enough enough
1: but I I think think it's not precisely about the money it's about getting away with it it's about i think this could work right like back in the day i was hustling stuff on ebay we were buying you know the xbox one came out or whatever it was and we would resell it on ebay the next day we'd stand in line buy it resell it ps3 i remember that going down reselling that we'd buy stuff at thrift stores we'd buy stuff wholesale We, you know just trying to make a dollar it's the same thing you're just trying to figure out what would work And now the Internet allows people to do that in grand scale on Shopify or with Amazon, you know, uh, drop shipping and Amazon um, shipping services and whatnot. These guys are just finding products and, and reshipping them. And they're not even with drop shipping. They're not even like taking control of the product. It gets ordered by a customer and you play middleman. And all you do is basically connect the customer via an Amazon link to a cheaper version of the product than what they had been looking at elsewhere it's like the most absurd middleman hustle and people are making tons of money doing it but when you start looking at these guys who who push the envelope or or just straight up break the law i don't i don't think it's the money so much as it is that little adrenaline adrenaline rush of just like doing something that you're not supposed like why do little kids do stuff they know they're not supposed to do they just want to see if they'll get away with it they want to see what will happen exactly it's that same mentality
0: yeah, I couldn't agree more. Everyone wants to be a frickin, you know, caveman, a wild freaking huntsman on the dangerous plains, risking it all for the next meal, dude. That's what invigorates, you know, the, the, uh, tr- you know, the true like adventure that's still deep seated in your DNA. Like, there's part of the human experience that needs that fucking thrill of like, whether or not you're gonna yeah. make it or not, you know, and like, it's the same thing with these guys. It's not about the money. It's, I mean, maybe it's a little bit about the power. I'm sure it is, but uh, I think it's, I mean, imagine if you and
1: I, you came back out here and we went and got, you know, we did a big steak night and had some drinks. It'd be nice and everything. But if we know the whole time that our $300 meal was provided by a bank that we just robbed, we'd be laughing the whole time. Like that would be be an the meal itself would be an adrenaline rush because you'd know damn well the whole time where that money came from and why you're, you know, able to purchase it. And that's what these dudes are after. It's not even, I don't think it has anything to do with net worth. It's just the adrenaline play.
0: I, I definitely think, I definitely uh, agree with that. And I think it's um, also part of like what makes us human and, and how we're always always pushing the boundaries. Like everyone has it. Like like, you know, if Laird Hamilton wasn't a big wave surfer, he'd probably be committing fucking securities fraud, dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, he's yeah, gotta he's get have, that out of his system. He'd have to find it some way, you know? But uh, <laughs> I, uh I guess it's uh it's it's both uh you know it's both good and bad, but um Oh man Yeah, these People. guys gotta keep it in check. All right. Uh you wanna go through one more thing here or you wanna call Yeah, it? you have something else teed up for us, man. Yeah. Let's. Uh, all right. Speaking of going back to hot dogs, uh, uh, <laughs> I found this yeah. funny. This perfect, it. perfect. I forgot yeah. about this. <laughs> so, uh, Costco is selling its hot dogs at a loss. Oh, sorry. This is an, a po- This is a post by the American Bum uh, on Reddit, and it's titled uh, "Costco and Hot Dogs." Costco is selling its hot dogs at a loss we can exploit this. In 1985, Costco introduced a deal at its food court for the price of just 1.50, you could get a quarter pound hot dog and a soda. Now 37 years later, the price still hasn't changed, even as the cost of beef, labor, and other inputs have dramatically increased. With the rampant inflation that we are experiencing today, the same combo deal should cost more than $5, meaning that Costco loses uh, upwards of three dollars and fifty cents per hot dog soda meal. Wall Street Bets is a big, is big and strong. We have over twelve million members. If each Wall Street Bets redditor goes out and buys one thousand hot dogs from Costco, we can lose Costco twelve million. Uh, sorry, sorry, twelve million at three dollars and fifty cents times a thousand would equal forty-two billion dollars. Uh, If we also short Costco before their next earnings report, we can, one, recover the cost of the hot dogs, two, make a profit, and three, get a lot of hot dogs. Too long didn't read. A plan for Wall Street Bets to turn hot dogs into attendees while Costco foots the bill. Might also solve world hunger, too.
1: It can't go tits up. When these guys come up with an absurd idea like this, when they tie it in... Like they casually tie in solving a real problem, like feeding the homeless, like making you know, that's where stuff like this you get a bunch of dudes who are like, yeah, let's let's run with this. Worst case scenario, I give a bunch of homeless people hot dogs, right? Like we could provide meals for weeks in Philadelphia or wherever these guys are at, right? And then that's how things get momentum because they're like, okay, like all right, yeah, we'll do some good for some people. I'll spend I'll spend a couple hundred bucks on that, and then we'll just get momentum here, and then all of a sudden we've got ten thousand people. Feeding the homeless hot dogs in basically an effort to break one of the largest retail chains (laughs) in the world right now and just get internet momentum. Like, I love this. This is fantastic. This should happen. Yeah. And as as crazy
0: as it sounds, like if it did happen, I, it wouldn't surprise me.
1: No. In fact, this is a thread we should be following, man, to like double check that we're on the ground. If this, if this takes off, we should be, (laughs) Meeting up with people and getting them on the podcast outside of Costco just to promote this
0: I mean it was only posted a few days ago. It has five thousand likes and over eight hundred comments on wall Street bets
1: reddit yeah we'll find some strong apes in our uh, our local neighborhoods and see if they want to go to Costco and start the revolution <laughs> yeah dude i don't know
0: i mean you'd have, it'd have to be like a coordinated attack like you know Zulu time
1: all across the
0: country, everyone goes in at the same time and demands hot dogs. You know,
1: there's a (laughs) lot of hot dogs. Uh, I'm double checking the um, Costco ticker here and Costco uh, doesn't seem to be suffering any differently than the rest of the market. So for now, I'd say there's negligible impact to anyone who's trying to uh, destroy them via hot dogs. Um, Technically not hot dogs, we should say um, mispriced Mispriced retail allocation, I suppose. Uh, Ooh, but what good, are they at? They're good for at these guys. Four,
0: they're at four seventy. In April, they were at almost six hundred, a little over six hundred.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Until we see a uh, Wall Street Journal article talking about how Reddit is involved in breaking Costco's back, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to uh, point the finger at the Wall Street bets Bros and say any of them are having an impact here. And with our uh, two subscribers, I don't think, uh, you know, we're not going to be uh, complicit. Can Can you imagine? You're just like picture you're, you're working at like Goldman Sachs. You're busy as hell. You've got like 200 different stocks you're supposed to stay up to date on. You're reviewing Costco. And in the bottom of the data, there's some guy at Costco who's letting the company know that via hot dogs... Costco is going to start losing on its margins. And you read into that, and you're like, wait, what? Wasn't there that thing in Reddit? And then it just clicks. All that guy at, at Morgan Stanley or Goldman would have to do is say it's getting attention or it's being noticed, and then the apes would just pile in. It would just yeah. be insane.
0: Costco would have to hire uh, Martin Shkreli to, uh, to uh, increase the price of hot dogs yeah. in order to stay solvent.
1: Figure out what the real price should be.
0: Hey, to uh, listeners Victor and Emma right now. Uh, one of them has a big scary bird as their
1: profile picture. The other one has an ostrich. Thanks for listening, guys. Dude, Victor and Emma, welcome to the pod. Thanks for joining us on uh, on episode two. You guys should be ducking in here all the time. I've got good stuff to talk about. And just so you guys, as well as uh, our audience when this gets published, know... Uh, Buddha and myself are uh, just interested in talking about the crazier side of the investing world, getting into some of the live and recent stories that um, are not few and far between. It seems these days crazier and crazier stuff happens in the financial markets, and I'm not just talking about interest rates. We're getting into the different schemes people come up with to make money and the different uh, crazy trades some some of our friends and uh, following members have uh, placed on the placed on the poker table themselves before so that's kind of what we're doing here and what we're what we're breaking down but as always remember that this is not financial advice the podcast so trade at your own risk and uh don't bet the house appreciate you guys and we'll uh catch you
0: next week see ya
1: see you travel